Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through Matrix on September the 17th, 2012. For newcomers, I always suggest that you make good use of the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com. There's well over a thousand audios there for free download and I try and basically put together the system you're born into, the one that's never really told to you by the, or you're not, you're informed, you're not informed about the school or it's not, you're not informed by the media. The media is part of the deception, of course, to keep you in the reality that your better has decided that you should be in and believe in too. And so I give you the big societies, agencies, organizations, they got together a long, long time ago to bring in a world society, but not just any world society, their world society, where they would rule, and rule much easier than before, with less rebellions from the public at home, by dumbing them down, of course, giving them the same standard education system, drugging the youngsters to the brighter ones if possible, the ones who could uh, articulate what was happening to others, had to be caught at school. That's the sifting net, as they call it. So you have to see after the audios, there's lots of information there about the big organizations that still run the world. They're open about it now for those who want to go into their sites, go into the CFR, for instance, go into the Royal Institute for International Affairs in Britain. And you've also got the CFR group as well that runs all of the European Union. Every member of parliament there is a member of the same organization. They're worldwide. Every country has got them. They give you your presidents, prime ministers, and have done for a 100 years, according to their own official historian, Carol Quigley. So you understand then why you're going through crisis and how the big boys always use crisis to their advantage. And many times the crises are, are all contrived by all of the different sides. You think they're fighting each other, and actual fact they're very often colluding with each other. So, of course, they can come forward and say, are you terrified enough, world? Uh, if you are, give up sovereignty and let the United Nations be the world global government. That's what it's all about, global governance. They're always on about it in all the writings. And remember, too, you're the audience that bring me to you. You can help me keep going by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And you can also donate. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can uh, use personal checks or international postal money orders. You can send cash or use PayPal across the World Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal once again. And straight donations are awfully, awfully welcome because I don't bring on advertisers who are, who are put across as guests and sell things. And I've no... And, uh, uh, shares in any company selling any of the products whatsoever. But we live in deception, and it's managed deception. It's very, very good because uh, it's an old, old science. The science of running countries is ancient. Uh, they give you religions. Even if you get something unique starting up, they'll take it over and then use it to dominate you. It doesn't matter what happens with the best intentions at the beginning. Anybody can be taken over eventually once they're dead, and then they're used against you to make you dumb and uh, obedient to your betters, as I like to call it. And today, of course, we're using neuroscience, masses of psychology. Psychologists are heavily involved with all governments and agencies. And uh, 
uh, and with adults too, of course, because your psychology, what you believe and think comes from the media and entertainment, believe it or not. Most, most of your indoctrination actually comes through entertainment. When you can actually show uh, fictional scenes portraying almost real events and then, you know, just push, put a tab over the, over the limit. And then your mind gets embedded with the images that stay with you for life. And that's your opinion fixed in your head regarding this people, that people, whatever the target group happens to be. And you never question it. It's very, very simple. And as I say, these are arts well understood and discussed by academia at the top because all academia is on board with this world agenda since they all take grants, not just from governments, of course, we're paid, but from the big foundations around the world. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix and I always think about progress and who defines what progress happens to be. Progress is simply a plan, you see, obviously, uh, because they know where they're going. Uh, that's what they call progress. Otherwise, it can go off in thousands of directions. Would they still call it progress? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. Now, about 12 years ago or so, maybe more, uh, the articles in the Canadian newspapers talked about Wi-Fi and uh, smart meters and how they'd all be connected. And eventually, if they deemed you using too much, they would cut you off personally, so instant, instantaneously too, because they're, they're reading your meter in real time. And then eventually, by the Internet of Things, where all things were to be connected to uh, the smart meter through Wi-Fi and so on. What's already happened? And Canada had a, a big uh, expose of new appliances for houses that are Wi-Fi and do exactly that. But of course, the actual article is to make you think it's all wonderful. It says, for the Internet-based homeowners who can't pry themselves away from Twitter for a minute, there's now a Wi-Fi refrigerator with a screen on it. I mean, you always wanted one of them, didn't you? Samsung was the first to market in Canada with home appliances that connect to Wi-Fi. And in the case of its refrigerators, there's a number of built-in apps to use. LG is the manufacturer. It says it, it expects to release a line of smart washers and dryers in Canada sometime this year. Smart one, of course, is someone, it's a dryer really that comes with a servant to do it all, I guess. Samsung's wirelessly connected washing machine and dryer allows users to start and pause the machines remotely or check the status of the cycle via smartphone or tablet or app. The pair sells for $3,000 plus taxes in Canada. You might say, well, who really wants to do that? said Warner Duell, Samsung's Vice President of Home Appliance Sales and Marketing. And he says it's cool, it's cool, you see. Everything's cool. You don't have to go running upstairs, blah, blah, blah. Now you can plan other things that you want to do. So labor-saving devices, you can do other things, you know. For more advanced, uh, is, is Samsung's Wi-Fi connected fridge with this 20-centimeter touchscreen that works like a tablet is a manufacturer-suggested retail price of 3900 there's an app connected to Google Calendar to keep track of family appointments. You can tell them everything you're doing, you see. And an app for leaving uh, on-screen notes to others. And a grocery manager that lets you build a digital inventory of food and drinks as you put them into the fridge. It actually reads you the barcodes and all the food that you're putting in. It also keeps track of expiry dates to prevent you from getting about the soon-to-spoiled cheese hidden away. It actually goes further. An article uh, quite a few years back mentioned the fact that they can actually order from the, the main supermarket that you attend, and the stuff could be delivered to you if you're, if you're wealthy enough for it to be done so. But also, 
Don't forget all this data and what you're eating goes back to the government agencies. You understand what it's all really for. I hope you, I hope you do. So I'll put this, this link up tonight for those who are interested. Maybe a lot of folk will actually want it so they can chat on their phone as the dryers are going and stuff. And this is an interesting article too because right now there's masses of crisis creation going on. You understand you've got a hype-up crisis uh, to get the public t- terrified, but when you want to make a major move like uniting the world, for instance, getting you all terrified, they tried all this through the, the phony Cold War system with Russia and the U.S. and Britain and the rest of Europe. Uh, oh, we're going to get nuked every day, and, and they and they funded massive uh, um, campaigns to uh, for demonstrators who got with their families and and placards and ban the bomb and all that kind of stuff. And we don't want to get nuked. And they hope then they hope then that would be enough to get the world to its knees. So we need an intermediary again. The United Nations was to take supreme power over everything, and it didn't quite pan out that way. World War Two was the same uh, during World War Two. Uh, big boys, including Winston Churchill, said this will get a united Europe. Well, that's exactly what Hitler wanted. They don't care who does it, you see, as long as they get it. Because all sides work for the same ultimate at the top. But this one going on right now with the big armada going over to the Persian Gulf from the US and Britain uh, is again to get everybody terrified of what's going to happen. And then you have Netanyahu still hyping it up and telling the US to get on with it and, you know, get rid of Iran, etc. Because that's the job of the U.S. And it says here, Defence Minister in Britain, it says Clegg, the Minister Clegg, who's an internationalist, anyway, you see his background, asked me because I won't support attack on Iran, it says. The Liberal Democrat Defence Minister has claimed he was sacked to avoid a damaging coalition split over a preemptive strike on Iran. Former Armed Forces Minister Sir Nick Harvey told friends he was fired in the reshuffle to allow Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg to sign Britain up to an Israeli-US preventative strike to take out Iran's nuclear installations. So he didn't want to go along with it, so they, they basically got him out of his position. Friends of Sir Nick, who was handed a knighthood just days earlier, said that he could have embarrassed the Liberal Democratic leader by being too critical of Israel's actions if he had still been in the key Ministry of Defence post. Well, Sir Nick Clegg, as I say, has got a good, interesting history. You've got to read it to find out why he's awfully, awfully pro-Israel and all this kind of stuff, but a lot of them are for, for the same reasons. The row broke as Sophie's have confirmed that British intelligence agents are already deeply involved in attempts to discover Iran's nuclear secrets. You know, it's so thick with spies today and, and provocateurs and all these countries, you don't know what to believe in the media. This is also run by the same... You understand, big corporations run the world. They own the government. They all work together. That's how we are today. And it says here, so you've got Israeli Mossad in, you've got CIA in, your MI6 in there, and goodness knows who else in all these countries, uh, provocateuring, paying people for demonstrating, uh, all this kind of stuff. You can't take anything to the bank is the truth because they're all at it over there. And, and to find the real culprits, you'd have to go in, in with your own private secretive army and, 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 and catch them all. There's no other way you'll get the truth out. So it's also understood that the U.S. has asked Britain to provide frigates to patrol the Straits of Hormuz, through which much of the world's oil passes. The sacking of the respected minister took members of parliament and the army top brass by surprise. 
Party sources have insisted the move, which left the Ministry of Defence staffed entirely by Tories or Conservatives, was due to Mr Clegg's decision to accept Liberal Democrat ministerial jobs and other more voter-friendly government departments. doesn't matter what side you think you're on. There are no sides. So he says, when he was approached the mail on Sunday, Sir Nick confirmed he had considered his sacking was linked to mounting speculation of a preemptive strike on Iran. Now, this preemptive stuff, a strike first, is, is based on a, a, an Israeli concept. And that's their tradition of Israel, uh, that if you suspect someone may down the road attack you, then you attack them first. It could be years down the road, or it might not be, not at all. But if you even have a suspicion, you attack them first. There's no, there's no ifs and buts about it. And that was taken up by the neocons, member when Bush was in. And that they came in with it then for the US. And we've been doing that ever since. But there's a bigger, bigger plan behind it all. As they annihilate what they say is the a religion that will not uh, adopt this new system. The new world order, which is the, the, the Muslim religion. And that's what it's all about. Plus putting in uh, the same people who already dominate the world across those countries that are now conquered. That's what it's about. Now, another article too has to do with um, this one here. It says, uh, UK, it says, um, the British Foreign Office says it's no objections to an Egyptian initiative. It says, uh, the British Foreign Office has said it's no objection to an Egyptian initiative which includes Iran being involved in a quartite-like mandate for resolving the unrest in Syria. The British Foreign Secretary, William Hague, had previously stated, listen to this, the Foreign Secretary for Britain, previously stated that Iran's peaceful efforts to end the unrest in Syria were not helpful. Peaceful efforts were unhelpful. But recently a spokesperson for the UK Foreign Office said London did not reject initiative from Egypt which seeks from help from Iran to deal with the unrest in Syria. It comes after reports confirmed in recent months that British intelligence forces were operating in Syria. So we've got them operating in Libya, in Syria, uh, across in Egypt. They're everywhere. Everywhere fomenting unrest, you see. Hiring uh, local thugs and so on. You've always got a criminal element in every people. You can hire the thugs to do whatever you want them to do, and then blame the whole people. Old stuff. Old stuff. Britain's been at this for centuries. And this is the president of Egypt, Mohamed Morsi, has said that the UN Arab League envoy to Syria... Lakdar Brahimi would be provided with an office in Cairo where representatives of the proposed quartet included those from Iran and they could meet him there. During the international dispute, the UK appears to be realizing that Iran holds a key role in restoring peace in Syria and may be used uh, using Egypt's proposal to re-establish Syria-related communications with Iran. Quite amazing, but they want to, they want to go over and, and bomb uh, Iran at the same time. All double speak, isn't it? What a world we live in. So you, you, you won't get real truth from the news that could investigate a lot deeper, but they won't because they're all part of the, the system to give you the fake reality, you understand. And also, this one here is about, um, about 50 arrests have been made in connection with the attack on the U.S. consulate in Benghazi, in which the American ambassador and three other consulate employees were killed. It's amazing, too, that the U.S. has still not got to... Uh, uh, and all their, their records, uh, a consulate there, a actual embassy there. So they were living in a house, a big, big house. But it's not listed as an embassy. 
Anyway, it says some of the suspects involved are from outside the country, Libya's president told the CBS News. So here we go again. We've got Mossad, CIA, MI6, Special Forces, and all these countries. And it says... <laughs> Here you have the U.S. consulate in Benghazi. I mean, I mean not the U.S. consulate, but the Libya's president saying that uh, there's no doubt that the attack was pre-planned and many of them were, were foreigners who entered the country a few months ago and have been planning the act since their arrival. On the same program, however, U.N. Ambassador Susan Rice said the U.S. has no evidence providing, uh, proving the attacks in Benghazi were premeditated. <laughs> We do not have information at present, she says. But of course it's premeditated. They were outsiders, so that was planned before, obviously. Back with more after this break. I'm back cutting through the matrix and this article here too is to do with Japan. Of course here they've got a flare up with China right now. China's been told to get the demonstrators out because I saw the Chinese never demonstrate unless they're told to do it by their totalitarian government. But it's over some disputed islands that, that Japan wants to use. And I read months ago on the air about Japan had already approached even uh, Russia with uh, they have some islands there too in that region. Uh, because they know the fallout from Fukushima is going to have uh, endless repercussions with cancers in all the generations for many, much long, long time to come. Who knows how long? And they wanted to try and save as many folk and keep Japan going by putting a lot of people into these other islands as well. And that's really what this is about. This is why they're, they're trying to get some. And they've been buying these islands too, but China's just been told to get the backup about it and be kind of nasty about it to show their strength, the growing strength that they have. But don't kid yourself too, because the guys who run the rest of the world also run China and their banking system. They've been in there for a long time. And it says here, some major Japanese branding firms announced factory shutdowns in China Monday as an urged expatriates to stay indoors ahead of what could be more angry protests over territorial dispute between Asia's two biggest economies. The worst outbreak of anti-Japan sentiment in decades led to weekend demonstration and violent attacks on well-known Japanese businesses, uh, such as car makers Toyota and Honda, forcing frightened Japanese into hiding and prompting Chinese state media to warn that trade negotiations could be in jeopardy. So they're showing their way around, but the public there is to say don't do anything unless they're told to by the government. So it's agitation from their own government. Another outbreak of anti-Japan uh, sentiment is expected across China on Tuesday, the anniversary of Japan's 1931 occupation of parts of mainland China. So things are going away along the way they're supposed to, I suppose. I've talked about Jacques Attali many times, the guy who was the United Nations, a very high position there, on a futurist as well. He has been, he's been advisor to various French prime ministers, for, for many times, and uh, he was the he was a guy that everybody really came to see. He was the guy that you had to see, not necessarily the prime minister. Was, was so important. But here he goes against the guy who also said that the world uh, will be cordoned off in different areas, and the next boat people would be the United States people looking for work across the seas because internationalism is here to stay. 
and that, that means international corporational rule. A leading French economist, that's him, Jacques Sotelli, has called for the creation of a single EU-wide passport to put in place a real status of European citizenship, to deal with, with their national citizenship. Uh, Atali, who chairs an independent think tank set up by the previous government to look at French growth and reform, said the new document would give citizens in every EU member state equal rights to vote in the country in which they choose to settle and equal responsibilities to pay tax there. That's what citizens for, you know. Actually, when you immigrate, that's the, why your consulate and your consulate go over you to decide who's getting to own you. And um, and actually, the country you're going into can actually pay the last one a certain fee because they're going to lose all the taxes that you would have made there for them. We see we're property, you understand. When you think about it, we're just property. So anyway, writing on the French opinion site, uh, Italia said one can imagine that any citizen from whatever member state could obtain European nationality. That's the big one, of course, is to have no nations at all, as you all know by now. You're all well aware of it. And Russia, I've talked about this many times and so have other people, about the gold system, uh, silver system, diamond system, and how they keep so much back from the public to keep the prices up. You know, these are warehouses stuff in South Africa to make sure the prices stayed up. Well, Russia reveals a, a, a shiny state secret. It's a wash in diamonds. Trillions of carats lie below a 35-million-year-old 62-mile diameter asteroid crater in eastern Siberia known as Popigay Astroplum. It says the Russians have known about the site since the 1970s. And um, it says that uh, the Soviets discovered the Bonanza back in the 70s beneath a 35-million-year-old 62-mile diameter asteroid crater. And it says they decided to keep a secret and not to exploit it, partly because the USSR's huge diamond operations at Myrny and Yucatea were already producing immense profits in what was then a tightly controlled world market. In other words, to keep the prices up. The Soviets were also producing a range of artificial diamonds for industry into which they had invested heavily. The veil of secrecy was finally lifted over the weekend and Moscow permitted scientists from the nearby Novosibirsk Institute of Geology and Mineralogy to talk about it with Russian journalists. According to official news agency, ITAR TAS, the diamonds at Popigay are twice as hard as the usual gemstones, making them ideal for industrial and scientific uses. And it says they've got enough there to overturn global diamond markets, and they've got enough to keep the world going with its present market for 3,000 years. Not bad, eh? And you'll find it's the same things with everything else, oil, gold, whatever. They, they have masses of it. And that's how the world is really run. Now, J.P. Morgan were investigated for more money laundering, it says here. Regulators are investigating whether several major U.S. banks failed to monitor transactions properly, allowing criminals to launder money, according to New York Times story. The newspaper cited officials who said it spoke on the condition of anonymity. So there's a, and the Bank of America is involved too. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix. The big system too, uh, you'll find out if you go back far enough and read all the books by those who were involved in this big system for this type of world order where the masses are kept in their places and trained like peasants basically, and the elite rule them through academia and government agencies and train them to be peasants as well. You find that H.G. Wells was one of the top propagandists for them. He wrote a non, lot of non-fiction stuff as well. And it's worth reading his non-fiction. He lives on the line, member of the Fabian Society. And that's doing very well today. It's very, it's really up to the Fabian Society. Works with the Royal Institute for International Affairs. It's still funded by Astor Foundation and other big foundations. And, uh, they help run the world, of course. But anyway, it says, um, Children will be taught to recognize sexual feelings from the age of 11 or 12 under a new national physical education curriculum criticized by religious groups. It's in Australia, but it's already spread elsewhere. Physical, social, and emotional changes of puberty will be taught in years 5 and 6 when children are as young as 9 and 10. But Catholic educators have forced Australian curriculum, assessment, and reporting authority to back down from its plan to explain puberty to children as young as 7 over concerns the children might freak out. ACARA, as A-C-I-R-A, had wanted puberty as a topic to be introduced in years three and four. Now, you could remember, too, everything's coming from the United Nations. They actually wanted class masturbation uh, uh, lessons, too. And going back to H.G. Wells, he, he actually wrote about what they called free love. Most folk think that broke out with the hippie era. No, no, it started in the late 1800s, and, and Wells was part of it. He promoted that through his books. Because the CDMs destroyed the family unit and get everybody, you know, rutting like rabbits, basically, as soon as they can. That way they'll never bond with anybody. And then they'll do away with all kinds of things, including paedophilia. And we're on the road to that, too. They never change their plans, you understand, this, the whole bunch around the world. Guidelines for the first national curriculum on health and physical education reveal a shift. Listen to this from a focus on sport and fitness to the politically correct topics of gender, and not all kinds of genders now, all in-betweens, sexuality, culture, ethnicity, socio-economic status, and psychosocial environments. You see? So this is the new thing. Rather than sports and all the rest of it, this is what you get into ethnicity, so socio-economic status, and psychosocial environments. That shows that, you know, when you're young and you haven't got a clue what's going on, should you take part in an orgy or not if it's going on? That's what, that's what that means, you know. And make you feel good about it, too. Now, there's Mike from Pennsylvania hanging on the line there. Are you still there, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to go over... Uh, this is, I know it, in, in my lifetime, I'm, I'm in my mid-40s, uh, the history of protests as people I've known uh, in, in my lifetime. Uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, there, there was an airport not too far uh, in the suburb, not too, the same county, and there was all kind of, uh, well, it was a pri- um, private airline, but there was, there was a flight path going right over the suburb constantly. Now these people all went to the to the township meetings. They they protested uh, where the airport was located, and they worked out some kind of a deal where they could disperse the flights in, in more of a rotation and, and not be affected as, as much. So so they they affected change by by being involved. Yeah. Uh, it, fast forward to the early nineties. I was in the in the developing business. And um, and there was a there was a, a model airplane club uh, it was big farm next door. They had a 
uh, like on the weekends, they, they would fly airplanes and, uh, and you know, these loud buzzing noises. I, I wasn't aware it was there at the time. And anyway, the, the people who started moving in, they all went to the township, protested, and worked out a deal with the, uh, uh, to minimize this yeah. death bell problem. And then fast forward there to, to the summer of 2001, before 9-11. There was, uh, in the township I lived, there was a, a, they were going to propose a trailer park. Uh, and everybody, I mean everybody, was telling everybody else, you got to go to this meeting. you got to go. you got to stop this. I went to this meeting. I mean, literally, I couldn't get a, a, I couldn't get a, a, a parking place for a whole mile. It was cars everywhere. I figured, well, these people got the problem taken care of. And, yeah, there was no, uh, no trailer park. Yes. Uh, in there, and and, and, and it's it's like that show uh, in Mushroomies, like on Seinfeld, when uh, when Kramer starts his gambling happen, and and Newman says, "Kramer, you're a weak, weak man." And, and well, what what happened to people from uh, this time period where where they had the capacity in themselves, the toughness to do something about anything that bothered them to, to today, where there's TSA, there's drones, there, there's uh, Smart meters, I mean, you name it. That's right. Well, a lot has happened because when you go back into the books written by the big boys like Charles Galton Darwin in the 1950s, and he was a physicist that worked on the the atom bomb in the Manhattan Project and descendant of Charles Darwin. But he said that eventually we'll have to use different techniques on the public, especially in the male, by the way. Uh, to stop them having that natural ability for self-survival, take that self-survival ability away from them by literally altering their chemical makeup, uh, even effeminizing them uh, by destroying the testosterone level. He says we can alter that by giving them estrogen and the food. We can attack them biologically with inoculations, or we can put stuff in their water, or they can even spray it from the air. Well, they've done all of that. That was part of it too. And also too was, was the, 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 the eradication of even community cultures. It wasn't just the family unit that was under attack. They wanted the, the broader community to start to, you know, to stop them from even communicating with each other. Plus the internet came in and folk literally are off on a thousand tangents. They can't concentrate on one thing that matters in their area anymore. So they've done an awful good war strategy to stop us getting out there, taking to the streets, and simply saying, no, the people are really, mentally, they're dumbed down. And the UN has been doing uh, annual IQ tests in in the States and elsewhere, and they had to drop the the standard IQ test by now 10 points now. First it was 5, then another 5 last year, because our IQ is dropping, even newborns. IQ is innate, you're born with it. Something's happening to us. You're under attack. That's what's happened. But you really think you really think this this was so condensed within the last eleven years? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know what happened to people's brains. It's like it's they have no, you know, you know, you're supposed to be tough and yeah. have a soft heart, but but people really have no heart and they're they're weak. They're weak. But, but that goes back <laughs> it's to like they, it's like they, they 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 engineered this kind of animal that that human animal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. Well, see, Charles Galton Darwin said, he said, we must do this to the general public because they, they will not need their, their, their wild capabilities, their wildness, in other words, natural uh, suspicion, natural observations. We must destroy that, he said. He says, we, the elite, must not change ourselves because we'll be guiding planet Earth. 
Annie said, we must retain our wild man capabilities. But the, the average person will destroy it with the average person because the government and government agencies will, make, will be making all their decisions for them. They won't need that so they can actually attack your brain. Yeah. But, I mean, you, look at, you look at a picture of Jack Zitale. I mean, he looks like a pencil neck geek. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he doesn't look tough to me. I mean, uh, how, oh, he doesn't how, have to. how is he yeah. not affected? Well, they don't eat what you get. They don't get the inoculations that you get either. And, he doesn't uh, look that masculine to me. Oh, no. Doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be masculine, but, but his mind is still wily and, and it's cunning, and he has the power to, to get things moving and get things started. He's also been up a few times with, with arm smuggling across the world, this guy. So he's not a little gentle guy at all. He's making lots of cash out of all these wars and moving massive amounts of uh, uh, firearms and equipment to all the, the factions they want to, to have uh, reb- rebellions down the road. So they are involved in it. But the thing is, uh, they're cunning and, and they have the act. What they have too is incredible energy. We don't have energy now. Everybody's complaining they're tired all the time. And part of it is because you are eating chemicalized warfare, warfare basically. It's food. The food that they give you is weaponized. When you, you get into the, 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 the higher clubs, bureaucrats know this, you're given your card and you get your access to special food. It doesn't even get the poisons coming down with the, with the spraying that goes on in the air. It's literally un, done under domes. And in Canada, they even have them underground by the Ministry of Agriculture. We can't get access to this stuff. It's not GM modified. It's not soaked in pesticides. And they don't get inoculations we get either. We really are under attack. And this is deliberate. It's not accidental, you know. Yeah, I mean, I eat a lot of garden food. Uh, I'm blessed to have you know, done a pretty good job this year. But, but I mean, how do people get it within themselves mentally, that toughness to, uh-huh. to kind of shake this stuff off? And, and, and you just see so many people like this where they're literally in a hypnotized state. That's yes. why maybe you, if you can get them under hypnosis or something to, uh-huh. to try to, to try to change their, their train tracks they're on. They're, it, it's like literally they'll clap, clap at any command they get from TV or, or their Yes. peers or anything, it, it, it's unreal at this point. It is unreal. And you understand, too, there's mass psychology um, warfare on them as well, through all media, to train them to be domesticated, to leave things to your betters, the superior ones that come out of superior rooms. And, and that's what the big boys have written in so many of their articles. That's exactly what they said they'd do, and they have done it. They have done it. I mean, like, for example, um, I, it was a, 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 I was at the... A, Trying to get gas today. Uh, the, the, the credit cards were, were down, and, and I was talking to this, this black guy. I thought, you know, it was a pickup truck. I thought it was like a blue collar guy. I thought maybe this guy is kind of anti New World Order. I said uh, he went to two gas stations. They, they, he couldn't use his credit card at either one. Yeah. So there was something wrong with this. And I said, I said, yeah, it's probably the, the, the bleeping government. And he starts mm-hmm. giggling, almost like a white person would. And mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed because I thought maybe he kind of wince and say, hey, you might got a point there. I, yeah. I'm getting really disappointed in people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But as I say, you've got to always understand they, are, they have been under attack, physical and mental attack, for a long time. And they've got them at the stage now where literally, uh, I mean, other, Bertrand Russell said the same thing. He says, well, we'll create a, a, an egocentric society, narcissistic society. They will not be interested in what those who rule them are doing. And they'll be taught just to play and have fun. That generation is now becoming very evident. And so that's what's happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, um, just for my own satisfaction, I'm going to be out of the country on Election Day and yeah. a little before that. So, you know, I don't really care 
I mean, not just the presence of any of that stuff. By the time I come back, I couldn't care less what happens before and after. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be fun getting out of this country for a while. Yeah, and actually it'll be a challenge to get out at all in the near future. Yeah. 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 But thanks for calling. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Bye now. But, but yeah, people have no idea they're under attack. And once you're past a certain point of being under attack, you don't care because it's worked, you see. Very simple. Very, very simple. And everything I'm saying has been written about by the elite themselves and promoted. Now, everybody's talking about this U.S. film that was made, at least within the U.S., to attack Islam. It's not a film either. It's a trailer, supposedly. And uh, they've been bashing Islam for years. I put up a, an article before, I'll do it again tonight, to, to show you how you've been trained for over 30, 40 years to hate people in the Middle East. And it's called Real Bad Arabs. And you forget that. You've had lots of indoctrination before all the wars started, getting you all ready for the wars, you see. And, to, and, and I said before, the, the imprint is put into your mind through fiction, especially if you're enjoying it, uh, the imprints of these characters and their faces and, and the nastiness is obviously innate in the movies. That's how it comes across. It's stuck in your head. It's stuck there. And you don't see them as people. You're, they're dehumanized. So you don't care what if it was done to them. Here's another way to do it too. It's a novel, a popular thriller. This is typical. A popular thriller by Avi Perry. You know, he's a, a disinterested party, right? Avi Perry. A suspenseful and intriguing read from the start to finish. Uh, masterly plotted, thrilling, captivating, replete with stealth, and above all, enlightening. Makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you understand. It's called Virgins. It's a novel about jihad, terrorism, and security agencies' struggle to thwart its stratagem and trounce their perpetrators. Abu Musa is an Islamic terrorist with an agenda, a ticking time bomb inside the U.S. Eric Golan is an Israeli who tries to bring him down and pull the plug on his terror organization. Stanley Kramer is an FBI agent on a hunting mission seeking to place both Abu Musa and Arik within his crosshair. The FBI, the Israeli Foreign Intelligence Service, the Mossad, the US-based Iranian clandestine terror network and the Islamic Jihad fraternity are engaged in a timeless conflict played out to a crescendo that comes to a head before the dramatic conclusion. That's what they put out, novel after novel, or movie after movie, and that's where it all comes from, folks. And there's definitely an agenda behind it. Big money and intelligence services behind this kind of stuff. Now, Apple, Apple's been in in trouble before. They they don't care because they're international. But uh, they allowed forced uh, one-child pregnancy screening of its employees in China. You understand, if you're pregnant again, you're whisked off by the authorities and, and they hold you down and abort you, and then they, of course, do different strange things with fetuses. The communist Chinese policy of birth control has coerced abortions to reduce the birth rate of couples to, uh, to one child. It's a very real and grim fact. Life sent news recently reported the story of Chen Guangcheng, a dissident who escaped from China, and is shining a spotlight on Apple Corporation, whose employees at factories in China are compelled to undergo monthly pregnancy tests. That's real government intrusion, isn't it? But you don't mind because it's them, isn't it? It's not you. That's coming to you, though. It's coming to you, too. You've had people in your own countries call for it at the top. And this other article, too, it's called Abortion and Other Family Shredding Death Mills. The depopulation cult as if human life was sacred or mattered at all. 
It says um, modern medicine, uh, uh, this is from a doctor, modern medicine is an idolatrous religion. What resides at the core of every religion, the core from which hope radiates when all human attempts to deal with earthly conditions fail, is the deity, the one who transcends it all. To get to the core of modern medicine, you have to wade through an ocean of man-made drugs and fight your way through endless tons of machinery. If you don't understand why the church, they're talking about the church of medicine, is savagely idolatrous and must be destroyed, you'll never stare at this deity in the face. The god of modern medicine is death, it says. We're programmed for life very deeply in our natures. Our strongest urges are procreative and life-supporting, but these are the instincts and activities that modern medicine attacks. Thus dangerous forms of birth control, abortion on demand, masturbation, homosexuality, all non-procreative forms of sexual activity result in diminution of population growth. That's why they're promoted. These alternate lifestyles which do not promote life are acceptable, but things people have been doing for thousands of years to promote life are not. The only alternative lifestyle is not acceptable. There's not anyone which precludes participation in the church. It's a sin if you have your baby at home, but not a sin if you have an abortion. It's a sin if you honor a foreign god by going to a chiropractor, but it's not a sin if you go to one of the shrines of modern medicine for a sex change. Any biological stress these activities may have on the body and soul are ignored. Quite a good article, actually. When you read through, I'll put it all up tonight at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Back after this. And this article is about China again. And it's written in the communist way, where the government always blames the public for what's happening. About 5.6% of newborns in China have birth defects, with about 900,000 affected infants born each year, according to a Ministry of Health report. Birth defects have become the second greatest cause of infant deaths in China, accounting for 19.1% of infant deaths. See the report on the prevention and treatment of newborn defects for 2012, issued by the ministry on Wednesday. That's a government ministry. Of the babies born with defects, about 30% die within five years after birth, while another 40% suffer lifelong deformities. The report says about 250,000 newborns have visible defects. It says, now, you remember too, they've had many documentaries, not so many today though, maybe last year, the year before, about the massive pollution in China, cadmium and all the rest of it that comes out of um, the factories and it's dumped into rivers and there's been many exposés on how bad it is. And then the guys were watering their fields with the same stuff for their vegetables. But, of course, the government's got a different story. Experts there believe that the increase in birth defects may be linked to the withdrawal of compulsory premarital health checks in 2003. Now, the boys in Western the Western world, like Wells and other ones, wanted this to be done here, where they'll take your, 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 they'll go for your DNA and everything else and check to see if there'll be any problems down the road. This is what they're always on about, to breed a better type of slave. So they, in China, they were doing that up until 2003. They were taking your blood and all the rest of it, going through your family histories before they'd allow you to marry, you see. So they, apparently they stopped that in 2003. So they're blaming the people. Uh, for just marrying whoever they want to marry and ending up like this. This is as well as an increase in the number of women who have had their first child at an older age. 
then take up prohibited medicine, increased exposure to radioactivity and drinking have also been contributing to the increase, the experts say. So it's a real mess as well. But mind you, the peasants, like every other country that's been used before them in industry, are completely disposable, uh, as that happened in Britain and other countries as well. And uh, they just write you off at the end. But it says that birth defects are a seized problem, China, particularly in rural areas, neural tube defects, congenital heart disease, cleft lip, and hydrocephalus are amongst the most common defects. It says that to curb birth defects, authorities launched a health program in 2009 to provide free folic acid supplements for 12 million rural women of childbearing age to help prevent birth defects. Now, China has the most multi-millionaires on the planet, billionaires too. But the peasant is living on a restricted diet, you see. Everything there is maximized the profit. Strange communism, this, isn't it? I told you before, there's no such thing as whatever term they call your country. Communism, capitalism, because it's run by the same people. Always was, by the way. The World Health Organization states that more than 7.9 million children, or about 6% of total births worldwide, are born with birth defects each year due to genetic or environmental causes. And we're getting sprayed like bugs over here every darn day with the, the, the heavy metals that they're spraying for supposedly to stop global warming. And they're also using harp along with it too. They're altering the jet streams. That, that always came out during the, the treaties that signed at the United Nations to do with weather warfare. It's been, they've been doing it for years now, folks. Years. It's all coming down. And there's movies about it and films about it and documentaries about it. And it's killing off the trees, it's killing off the birds, and it's killing off the people. There's many ways to kill off people, remember. Especially the ones they'd never believe. It's unthinkable. Who would do that? Who would do that? Same guys that bring you wars for profit, as they're going through today. From Hamish Marcel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.